the pirate ship is cruising. Let's play ball. Welcome in everybody to Fantasy Pros. This is Leading Off brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sports books. It's me, Joey P. Joe Pizapia, back from vacation, refreshed, ready to go. Maybe a little tanner than I left. I don't know, mm. but it's nice to see my friend, the Welsh. It's nice to see all my friends here, the Peanuts, the Cracker Jacks, the Randos. Welsh, my friend, how's things? How was life without Joey P? Oh, buddy, it was... Uh... It was an adventure across the board from we're going to travel the galaxy. We're going to travel. the. It's really good that you bring uh, your hair and your head up here uh, because mm. we are going to have the finality of a contest. Uh, I created some villainry. Uh, I was able to become public enemy number one on a specific player and, you know, not hitting homers. And oh, <laughs> and I did start a absolutely brand new trend right there with the mm. Bet MGM uh, ad read. So it's been a magical tour of four days, but I, I'm going to imagine you were quite missed. Of course, oh, I missed you. I don't of course, I missed you. Well, I missed you. I missed all of our, our team here. And yes, Dr. Glenn, I am full of butter beer and tanned and ready to go. A lot of walking. Florida is very hot. Uh, it was a magical time there, and it was a magical time without me, I'm sure, for everybody else. But uh, I saw your tiara. I saw lots of screenshots. Oh, so I, I, I was hoping it was going to be a little bit I of saw... a surprise. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. No surprises because everybody, you know, got very excited about all the Photoshop work that was being done, too. I have seen all of the <laughs> Joe Photoshop with hair, which some of them are pretty magnificent. <clears throat> it's making me rethink my my bald choice here. And Joey, uh, can I, can I say, you know, I wasn't lying at the end. Uh, I don't know if I imagine we want to do this at the end here, but we, uh, we have a couple new uh, presentations of hair. We mm -hmm. are going to present them and Joe is going to pick and we are going to give the winner. Uh, we're going to give him a fantasy pros hat away, right? I, for, yeah, for that hair. We'll, we'll do a hat. Let's go. I, I just, I also want to say <clears throat> I'm open to keeping this contest running for another week because they've been so good. Uh, mm. what I've seen and uh, everyone's been sending me the screenshots of them. They're spectacular. Um, I've been very impressed with some of the work. Some of your work needs a little, little work. Some of you guys could use a little help little in the bit. Photoshop. Some yeah. very good. There's varying levels, but you know what? Welsh, I, I got to say it was nice to get away for a couple days with the kiddos. It was nice to hang out. I and uh, I, I hate Disney. I I've always, you know, I stand by that. We tried Epcot for a few hours. It's that was the one I thought I could stomach. Nope. I don't can't do it. Epcot. I don't remember. That's the one with all the countries, which is cool. They have the new guardians ride, but here's the thing oh, at Disney. Man. You got to do the thing where you, you have to pay $50 for the app. And then it costs you, you can book windows of time where you can wait online. And then it's an extra $15 a person for the fast pass. No, 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 no. At Universal Studios, you stay at the hotels, you go on all the rides, you get automatic express pass. And there's nothing better or more elitism or that feeling inside when you have that fast pass badge and you're showing everyone your badge and you're just walking right past all the randos you're walking by everybody you feel so you feel yeah. so elitist that to me is the best ride just yeah just no i actually by. i agree with that that would be the most important thing i haven't been to disney uh disneyland is like my thing in my uh part of the world here and mm -hmm. i haven't gone in a long time my kids kind of want to go but it's like we have to prepare because i if i go I need to have the most magnificent pass. So I'm looking down on the mud people as I walk by. I can't be. Well, it's all, line. it's what it's all about. No, I'll, it is what you. it's all about. But Universal is a whole different crowd. It's, it's, it's the Harry Potter crowd. It's the Marvel crowd. It's, it's the nerd crowd, which is where I feel very okay. comfortable. 
Whereas opposed to everybody like grown middle-aged people wearing ears makes me uncomfortable. Just you know, saying. I did uh, not thing. to not to judge or anything like that, but I have known <laughs> a person or two and I know a person or two that they are, you know, my age and mm-hmm. their life exists around Disney. Like they mm-hmm. go three or four times a year and they're super not trustworthy. Like I really do not mm-hmm. trust them. Like someone that's like Disney's our life. And you're like, eh, you know, maybe if yeah. you're 14, but not when you're 38. This says it all right here, Dr. Glenn, Universal greater than Disney. It's just, it's not even close, man. It's not even close. So let's get to baseball here. Enough about let's that. Let's start with Julio Rodriguez. What a catch he made yesterday. Also slugging his 13th home run against the A's. Uh, speaking of the A's, Ramon Laureano homered twice and plated four runs. Uh, Justin Turner hit two home runs. That was very nice there against the Padres. Had him in a couple lineups. That was very nice. Joe Musgrove struck out 10. So everybody worried about that one shaky Joe Musgrove start can all calm the hell down and relax. Patrick Wisdom crushing two homers against the Reds. Then you know, for Christopher Morell had five hits as well against the Reds. Yes, Bush. Two homers for Mayor, unfortunately. He took uh, Patrick Ooh. Wisdom yesterday. Uh, an incredibly good pick. Bubba loved the pick. I like the pick. I played the same game. Wind was pushing out, and it was all Patrick Wisdom and all my hey, mayor. When the wind's blowing out at Wrigley, get involved. I mean, it's been hard with the Cubs because it's not a great lineup. And shout out, I'm remiss there. Shout out to Bubba. And shout out to Bogman for holding it down with my friend, the Welsh here while I was out, gave me a few days, the first proper vacation in like three years, like that we actually got on a plane and went somewhere. So that was very nice. Uh, Michael Perez. How about that? Three homers against the Brewers, the Pittsburgh Pirates just keep hitting home runs. And I, I heard while I was gone, there was something about, oh, I don't know, Anyo Cruz, perhaps uh, something regarding you uh, and the Welsh. No, no, nothing. I don't don't know what you're talking talking about. about. I mean, we we might have talked a little bit about him uh, Mm -hmm. here or there. Maybe he had a home run yesterday and maybe I uh, immediately got anxiety and had to have a drink (laughs) to chill out on what today is going to be. And the chat has been no less. But yeah. You know, the uh, the under 240 hitter did hit a home run yesterday. Well, I but I but here's the thing. This is Anil Cruz being good out of the gate is not unexpected. Uh, we literally said this the day he got called up here on the show. The next day we said, look, there's a good chance he has a good start here. And if he does and he plays really well, trade him. Like if you could package him right now in a redraft league for Wander Franco, you do that. You do that trade immediately. Um, so And you, you don't look back. You don't think twice about that trade. It's there probably taken more than on your cruise, but I'm just saying I, whenever a rookie comes up and has immediate success, it, it doesn't really shock me all that much. It's the adjustment that's coming that I think we're all waiting for. So let's, uh, let's, let's call it what it is and stay yeah, consistent like, here. Uh, like and, I said, yeah. I mean, my, uh, I'm fine with it. It's, it's actually fun. It, you know, it gives me a bit. It will make people think about me at all times. O'Neill Cruz. Uh, in the hatred that is now just attached to me, it's displaced because all it is, is, uh, I'll say it one last time for the week. His hype does not match his production. And to see a guy be the odds on rookie favorite. And, you know, he's a strikeout guy. He hits a couple incredibly awesome home runs. It all started by that ridiculous home run call in his first homer or in the mm-hmm. week. And that's where it's laid out to. But that's the, that's the funny thing about this. You completely agree with me on this. Trade him in redraft. Dynasty, yeah. it's a different discussion that's about on your cruise. This season, his hype is is it's to a next level. He might be a really, really good trade option. And we actually posted um, a poll about it from uh, the In This League Fantasy Baseball podcast. And we said, like, what would you give up? What would you give up for him? And the biggest thing we saw, someone would give up CJ Cron for O'Neill Cruz. I would snatch I would up CJ Cron I mean, in I a heartbeat. I would, I, how fast can I hit the, the accept button on that trade? And, yeah. and, but I, I think that's, look, that makes sense. 
it's something we were prepared for. It's something we discussed. And I think it's great that it's happening. So your Anil Cruz investment, if you think about it, you invested in him. He didn't play for two months. Now he's finally up, right? And he's playing great. So you have to look at it realistically and say, okay, and the investment I made in Anil Cruz, can I flip him for something that I really know? And I can, I mean, look, would you take Corey Seager for him right now? I think you would. Yes. I mean, that's probably a trade you could probably take as well. There's a few trades out there, I think, are ripe for the taking right now with Anil Cruz having this great week. And now's the time to make that move because in two weeks from now, if he has a bad stretch or, you know, a two for 25 stretch, that trade market value is disintegrated. And you just have to understand it's not a great Pittsburgh lineup, no matter how many home runs they've hit in the last three days. It doesn't matter. It's still not a great lineup. And, you know, the line of protection is not going to be there long term. So there's a lot of negatives. That's what I'll get stuck with. But see, that's what I'll get stuck with it. Everybody focuses on, you know, me having some fun with it and trying to entertain and it becomes insanity. That's okay. I can be the, what was it that uh, Red Baron? I'll remember that one. Chris Welsh is all hype. I will remember those things and I'll remember all these, but I'm also going to remember all of the production and all the awesome trades people are going to pull off. And there is an art to taking advantage of hype all through fantasy baseball. Everybody says, what's the big shtick right now, Joe? This is when you're going to win your fantasy league because everyone's starting to turn and focus on fantasy football. 100,000%. It also goes to jumping on hype and being able to move players. There's an art to it. And in my mind and and how I look at it, this is a prime example of one of those. And he still may have some really good numbers, but will at the end of the year, 12 homers and 11 stolen bases, will that end up being worth, you know, keeping him instead of maybe jumping on and getting a great trade. So, uh, and to answer JP's question, I'm a Slytherin through and through. I think we all know that. Um, Do they have a thing there where you like put on the thing? No, we don't put on the sorting hat. Look, the Gringotts ride is spectacular. My oldest daughter did not want to do the Hagrid thing. She doesn't like roller coaster stuff, but they got, I mean, it's, if you're a Harry Potter, but dork and I am, it is the greatest place on earth, especially at nighttime. Whenever, when all of a sudden, like those lights come on around there and you're walking around, it's, it's spectacular. But wouldn't that be the coolest thing? Why do they not have that? Why do they not have a place where the hack can go on and they pick your house? I I don't know, but I think, I think people have already know what their houses are when they come there. So they don't want some random, they've taken all the Potter tests already. And they have a real attachment. And the last thing they want is to get there. I, I was about to tell say, them you're a Ravenclaw and you've, you've spent your last five years of your life thinking there's going to be that's someone that's going to like yeah. sue. They're going to be like, I'm not a Slytherin. This place is a scam. And they're going to see freak wonky out. penguins also a Slytherin, right? I, I love to see what the other people, if you know what your Potter house is, drop it in the chat here. I'm probably, I think if we did a poll, everyone would vote me Slytherin for sure. So. What's that about vote? You have to answer the questions. You have to take the test. All right. No, speaking of taking the test, I think like Juan Soto is, uh, has been given a test and he looked at it and he said, mm, I don't feel like it. Uh, Juan Soto apparently has turned down a second giant offer from the nationals. And I don't blame him. Uh, Hector Gomez had been reporting by the way, Thursday night, 13 years, 425. He was going to accept it uh, or that they had upped it or something like that. And of course, Hector Gomez was wrong. Uh, I don't see any reason if I'm Juan Soto where I'm not trying to hit the open market. Juan Soto is extraordinary I- talent. Juan Soto is so young. He's accomplished so much. He's already got a ring. Juan Soto, to me, is looking at the Nationals long-term. And if you're Juan Soto in the next five years, where's the path to winning? It's Look at that division with the Mets and the Braves. Look at that division with the, the Marlins pitching. And look at the system that the Nationals have. Why in God's name would you want to stay there? There's no great stars coming through the system to support him. Not on either side of the ball. 
You know, the one thing and I look at this because I saw um, it was Phil Hughes who tweeted out today and he was just like, should we be worried that Juan Soto's turning down this type of money to go to Washington? You know, I look at it as a different thing where I go, man, should we be worried at how just messed this system is? Because $350 million to $400 million is an insane number. I have to assume that this has got to be about years because what's more insane to me is the years that are attached to these contracts, not the money. But he's if still I were very these... young. So no, but I mean, to that, but that's, that's to my thing. point though, dude, he's, he's young, 24, sure. isn't he? So, but, but they're I talking about like... a 13 year contract. The guy will be almost as old as me when his contract is done. What the, you that's can see old. the inflation of these continent is super old. These, the inflation of these contracts, he's going to be underpaid in six years and they know it. And the problem is, is all these contracts are $400 million for 13 years when these players probably want basketball contracts four mm -hmm. years, uh, $175 million. They want the big annuals so they can continuously keep going out into the open market. And I wonder, I, I don't know. I don't know what's good or what's bad for baseball. Would it be better to get these lower end contracts so players can hit the open market and not freak out so they can stay in their prospective cities? Or is it going to be worse that he's going to turn down this money and he's going to be out into the free agent market and clearly go to New York, Boston, Florida, wherever he's going to go Soto, to some big city. Look, he's going to make hundreds of millions of dollars anyway. I think for Soto, it's legitimately about, he seems like a very competitive dude, much by nature. He wants to be in a, like, he's already won a world series, so he can pretty much write his ticket wherever he wants to go. He's going to make hundreds of million dollars anyway. Don't you want to do it in a location where you're going to win more consistently and have more chances of playoffs? Because we all know if you're going to be considered one of the all-time great players, typically you have to have some playoff runs in there. And I don't see a lot of playoff runs for the nationals in the next five years. And everybody likes a big annual. I think we all love everybody. I'm a sucker for a big annual. I don't know about you. Welsh. I'm you a sucker for any money at this Giant point. Annual. Yeah, for sure. Huge yeah. Annuals. Yeah. Big, big old in. I don't know. I think, I think this annual. is, no, I, 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 well, listen, we're not measuring <laughs> annuals here, Joe. We're not measuring them. It's not the size of the annual. It's uh, all right. Let's get to uh, Jeff passing uh, his tweet uh, from yesterday. Over the last three weeks, Shohei Otani has put up two and a half wins above replacement. Uh, he has been the single best pitcher in baseball and the 15th most productive offensive player uh, and that is spectacular. And once again, I, the Otani, I looked at it before the show today, plus 270 on uh, FanDuel yeah. uh, over there. And same thing, just 250, I think, on BetMGM. So, I mean, I, we told you. <laughs> we told you it was going to go back into this direction. So it's going to be uh, a question. And, of course, of all the days I come back, you know, I'm already, I'm doing the show sheets at 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm, you know, looking at stats. I'm going through stuff. And there's Mike Mayer. Welcome back. Happy Bobby Bonilla Day. Welcoming me back, of course. I didn't even think about that. I was coming back from oh Bobby Bonilla God. Day. Is it Bobby Bonilla Day? Already? It is July 1st already. Bobby Bonilla gets his 12th installment of 1.193248.20. <laughs> Just to be exact. One, seven, two, four, something. Like you're breaking a code. $1,193,248.20. That's exactly what makes the Mets so far have paid him $14 million and change wow. uh, for him not to play for the 2000 season. Uh, I, 13 years left, by the way, and 15 million that, plus left to go. That is the shocking thing to me as I look at this, that I cannot believe 13 years. Listen, our like we will have to be telling our children about this. Joe, our life has a, a majority, a good majority of our life mm -hmm. has consisted of Bobby Bonilla Day and him <laughs> being paid. There'll be a time. I know it's crazy to think where he's not being paid 
And we are going to have to try to explain Bobby Bonilla day. Uh, I still, to this day, I think it is such a great tactic of players to be able to hold and get their money like that. And I wish more players would do it. And I think it makes it fun. And we're still talking about Bobby Bonilla, but uh, I can't believe it's here again. What I can't believe it's here. And I, I somebody suggested that uh, uncle Steve Cohen go out and make a, make like a ceremony out of it every year where they hands Bobby Bonilla a giant check. When I, I think it would be hilarious. I think it would be great. Um, uh, not to belabor this, but like, did the, t- does the team clearly like, why don't they just buy it out? Like, do they not want to do it? He won't, he fun? won't agree to it because why? Because they'll take less money on the buyout. Whereas you're no, no. Be, what I, if they said, what if they said, we will give you that exact, whatever dollar amount you just said, the uh, 13, 15 point blah, blah, blah. We will give you that to stop the annual. Why, why would know. they not do that? Because they, they talk about it every year. I mean, every year they look, I don't know. I feel like they look stupid. They kind of look dumb. Bobby O'Neill looks really smart. Like he got one over. I feel like they kind of look dumb. I, I don't know. Like, wouldn't they just want to like buy it out and just be done with well, it? I, I you know, it's Steve funny. This is a true story. I actually got stuck on a train in New York with Bobby Bonilla's sister one day. True story. Mm. Uh, and when the train stopped and we were sitting next to each other, we just, she's like, are you chatting. Joe Pisa Pia? And you're like, as a matter <laughs> of fact, Hey, yo, no, not, not, okay. not in the slightest. She was just really funny. And we were hanging out and we were just chatting and, you know, we got to talking about what do I do? What does she do? All this stuff. She goes, well, you probably know my brother. And I said, who's your brother? And she said, Bobby Bonilla. And I said, holy crap. And then oh she started my. telling me about how, yeah, and he got all fat. And he's living in Florida and blah, blah, blah. And she was hilarious. Like she was just so tough on him. And I asked her about this contract. It's just a true story. And she said, she said, he's got investments and in, in things. I think he had a restaurant. He had something else. And you know, that's like his fun money. Like every year, like he just, you oh, know, yeah. <laughs> that's his fun money. He goes and does, you know, other things with it or whatever it is, but it's, I mean, you can imagine you can every secure day, loans with it. Yeah, no, sure, I get a million dollars. Here's a fun fact too. Fun fact. Stephen Kwan likes um, every other month in April, the guy hit three fifty four for the guardians in May, a buck 73 in June, he hit three fifty four. Mm. What do you make of Stephen Kwan? Well, oh, I mean that, you know, what's so funny is the inconsistencies for a player that is built around being so consistent. He was a high, high Mm. contact hitter. He doesn't strike out. uh, Also doesn't really have counting stats. I make of him, I, you know, this isn't going to be the best comparison because he's been so incredible, but it's like the Luis Arise type of thing. You know, Luis Arise obviously has picked it up, but he Mm. still isn't a counting stat guy. That's Stephen Kwan. He's good for batting average. Uh, He's good for stretches on points. He's not, I don't think, a locked-in consistent player or anything like that. And, I mean, based off that, you know, little uh, three-monther, we need to trade him. We need to trade him going into July because it's going to get rough. I think there's a lot of adjustments in Major League Baseball. I wish he just did more. I wish he could steal base. Like, if he could steal bases, he'd be everything you wanted. He had one more tool. This and you know, here's the thing about the stolen bases too. Speed is important, but it's more about that craft or stolen bases, and that's the lost art form. I remember when Ricky Henderson came to the Mets and he taught Roger Sedeno, who was super fast, how to steal bases, and Roger Sedeno exploded because he understood how to get a jump. He understood about uh the pitchers and their pickoff moves. There's a craft to stealing bases that's you know, completely lost nowadays that people don't put the work and the time in because it's no longer something that managers want you to do. And it's funny because I feel like managers don't want you to do it because the craft is gone and people got thrown out too much. And it's sort of a chicken and an egg scenario. But the craft of stolen bases is something I feel like an athletic guy like Stephen Kwan could learn if he really applied himself and actually raise his stock and raise his value. 
I completely agree. And not to like rebring this back up again, but you know, um, in a couple of years ago, I did my interview with Julio Rodriguez and this was a lot you know, of name the dropping on the his... show today for us, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. Look at us. Look Bobby at us. It's, sister, a, it's a classic you, know, you and I situation, Julia. but yeah. this was in 2018 and, uh, in my interview and some people have cited it cause it was like a pinnacle moment of his stealing bases that he said to me, he was like, I want to steal more bases in the Arizona Fall League. He's like, that's what I'm trying to do. He'd already stolen like three. And the one thing he pointed out about this game was that he got thrown out. And then sure enough, he starts to steal. Julio Rodriguez is not the fastest person on the planet or on the field, but in the minor leagues, when he's in high A, he started to take that craft really seriously and look at right. where he's at now and you oh, can yeah, do it. Incredible. And like you said, unfortunately, managers, not all of them, Tori Lovello with the Diamondbacks hate stolen bases. So it's not all mm. appreciated. But if the guys take it really serious, you don't have to have the game changing speed to be able to be very impactful. Julio Rodriguez. No, I you have to have good example. athleticism and you have to understand the craft of getting a yeah. lead and the craft of getting a good jump and understanding what catchers behind home plate, what the, you know, reading a count, you know, so much of stolen bases is reading the count. And I don't know a lot of people, you know, re- even, even like baseball fans don't even necessarily realize that. Like you're looking for an off speed pitch to go on. You're looking yeah. for the curveball. You're looking for a slider. You're looking for something that's harder to handle. That straight four seam fastball is not the easiest pitch to throw somebody out on. Uh, the, the four seam fastball is the easiest, excuse me, the off speed pitches are not. So that's something you gotta, you gotta, keep in mind and, and understand a little bit. So maybe Quan could be that guy. It's time for trivia. Here you go, boys and girls. Who was the only infielder in again, keyword is infielder to post a 20 plus Homer, 20 plus steel season in his rookie season. Only infielder mm. 20 plus homers, 20 plus steals. If you know the answer, drop in the chat at fantasy pros, MLB and subscribe to the channel. Uh, also, this is a fun thing here. Uh, Stathead spotlight yesterday. Michael Perez became the first catcher in Pirates history to hit three home runs in a game. The most recent catchers with three home run games in the major leagues. Uh, let's see. Kyle Higashigawa. Uh, mm-hmm. Travis Darno did it. Yasmani Grandal. Sebi Zavala was the one, too, that uh, I know Mike Mayer was very excited about. Yeah, Grandal, Navarro, Victor Martinez, Mike Lieberthal back in 2010. Oh, Mike. Mm, Michael Press, former that. Diamondbacks prospect, by the way. Uh, Soriano is a good guess, by the way. It's not Alfonso Soriano, but uh, you're getting warm. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, here's a deep dive for you. Going into this week's action, the 10 lowest OPSs in Major League Baseball. Some of these names, not surprising. Miles Straw, number two at 551. Nicky Lopez, 570, 50, uh, excuse me, 571. You expect that Adam Frazier, 586. Yeah. Here's one that was pretty surprising. Spencer Torkelson at 573. Yeah. And Witten Merrifield at 591 at number nine. Um, Robbie Grossman, by the way, was number 10 at 603. I was about to say, I'd like to point out, there are three <laughs> Tigers on the 10 lowest OPSs right. in baseball. Number one is Jonathan Scope. Three yeah. Tigers on there. Not great. No, not great. And you understand why, because, you know, either somebody's a big deficit in the OBP or a big deficit in the slugging, but to be a deficit in both, uh, you know, Whit Merrifield at this stage on July 1st to be under 600 in OPS, that's appalling for a player who's been so good. We're talking 200 hit seasons and like, I don't expect him to hit 20 home runs, but still that, that to me was the one that really stuck in my craw. Anybody on this list, you know, Torkelson, I'm going to talk about Torkelson. I mean, Yeah, he absolutely just like jumps out on this list because if if you look at this, I you can make the argument like Grossman, maybe not in scope as far as power hitters, but Spencer Torkelson, yes, he had some contact issues, but we never thought like this. And also look at the adjustment the rookies have had. 
all the rookies have really kind of come mm-hmm. through and broken out a little. I mean, Julio Rodriguez, obviously, Bobby Witt, and Torkelson has never gotten it together. Nope. It is really worrisome. He had this big thing on him about low off-speed pitches, even at ASU. And I actually remember in the first game in the AFL, McKenzie Gore was pitching against him, or first or second, whatever. And Gore just attacked Torkelson low in the zone attack 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 and he got Torkelson he was able to take advantage of him and I'm just worried that there's too big of a book out and Torkelson's not adjusting would you buy him in dynasty and keeper right now absolutely absolutely I think he's dirt dirt I mean here's the thing is if we know that obviously he knows this I mean there's so many metrics so many measurables so many uh so much data that they have about look this is what they're doing to you kid you got to adjust to it it's kind of frustrating when a player doesn't seem to be adjusting to it. And, and look at Andrew Vaughn. It's a Torkelson thing. And Andrew Vaughn's a player who has adjusted, I feel And like. that's what I'm saying. Look at Andrew yeah. Vaughn. He's a better contact hitter. Those two were kind of like 1A, 1B for yes. many years, especially in the Pac-12 as a Cal and ASU hitter. So uh, I have a lot of belief. I've seen Torkelson in person from college to even in the minor leagues that I think this can be rectified. It's just going to take longer. And Andrew Vaughn is like a prime example of he finally found his footing. And sometimes it just takes longer. They're not all Julio and Bobby Witt. All right. The uh, answer is Nomar Garcia para, and that's mm. Splunk got it correct. Congratulations, Splunk. It's nice to uh, have Splunk. you out there. Uh, in all fairness, I mean, Mike Mayer also said it, but who wants to give Mike Mayer credit for anything? Come on. I mean, I, I do it. All right, let's get to the stat heroes from yesterday. You say Kikuchi, I say good start. Six innings, one earned run, AKs. Joe Musgrove, we mentioned his 10K performance. Luis Garcia, one earned over five and a third. Luis Severino has been very solid this year for the most part. Two earned runs, six Ks, excuse me, four Ks, six innings. Kyle Hendricks, six innings, two earned, seven Ks. The hitters, certainly Michael Perez was the guy with the three homers. Patrick Wisdom with two. Justin Turner with two. Uh, Ramon Laureano hit two. Derek Hall hit two. Then we have Tommy Pham with a homer, three for five. Teoscar Hernandez, who's been much better. He was one of our favorite by lows a few weeks ago. Hopefully you did. PJ Higgins, which I believe is a store on Diagon Alley somewhere where I was in the Harry Potter world. I went to PJ Higgins, got a few, got a cauldron and a few other things there. And Jack Sawinski with another home run. Look, Jack Sawinski is going to strike out a ton. That's my guy. But you know what? That's my pirate. The dude keeps hitting bombs. He is only 30% rostered on CBS right now. 30. Yeah. I don't understand. Too That's much crazy. Power. I, I don't care if I agree. I'm all in. I mean, Joey Gallo's got a higher roster percentage than Jack Sawinski. Jack Sawinski is always hitting joke. Dude, Joey Gallo's the worst. Oh, look, you know me how I always felt about Joey worst Gallo. player in baseball. Ian Anderson, two innings, seven earned runs. He was a zero. Graham Ashcraft, also not good. I'm pretty sure uh, Graham Ashcraft was in Oasis, wasn't he? I feel like, wasn't he like the bass player for Oasis. That's a good pullback. Champagne supernova in the sky. Uh, Adrian Martinez, Jesus Cruz, and Max Schrock also were bad, but again, who cares? Hitters yesterday, Josh Johnson, 0-4-3 Ks. Chris Taylor, who has not been good over the last two weeks. He's hitting a buck 80. I was looking into his stats before the game today. Uh, Also, home run calls. Anyo Cruz, obviously, homer. Now, apparently, you guys did a contest the other day, too, without me. So, what happened there with the contest? Oh, it was a rookie. It was a rookie contest. So, rookie batters, uh, if they hit one, you get two. And uh, I don't remember. Mayor took advantage of that, too. Mayor's been on an incredible hot streak since you were gone. Yes, since I've been gone. I'm off the board for the first time. There's the board. You can see it on our YouTube channel. High Cubbies is up to 30. Uh, so running away with it. So I'm still at 22, I think, or whatever I am. So now I can't believe I was gone for a week and had Alvarez and he hit one home run. I get one. He did hit one. He hit, he hit one because I had him with you, I think, on Monday. And But then he they ran okay. into each other. 
All right. Well, go. that's kind of it's uncomfortable to run into each other. It hurts. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get to the prop bets and then stick around because at the end of the show, we are going to show you some of the fantastic. And if you've mm. never watched the YouTube channel, this is the time to go over and watch the podcast. Yeah. You're going to see all the Joey P hairstyles that people have put in here. So it's pretty spectacular. But what also is spectacular is the promo code leading off at BetMGM, the king of sports books. Bet $10, win 200 whenever you spend it on any game, regardless of the outcome. Sign up today, download the BetMGM app, go to BetMGM.com, use the promo code leading off. When you do, good things will happen to you. Today, Ronald Acuna at one and a half total bases at minus 120. Austin Riley, minus 125, one and a half. Again, that's the total bases. Even money on my board, Jordan Alvarez. And Garrett Cole tonight against the Cleveland Guardians, six and a half Ks. That's the mark. I'll take the over. The juice is a lot, minus 145, but it's worth the squeeze. What do you like today on the prop bet board? Yeah, I don't know if Al, I didn't see. If Alvarez is in the lineup, that would be something I would be into. Um, I picked if two. Is, yeah. Joe Ryan strikeouts, four and a half over, likey, likey. Willem, uh, Willem Contreras, total bases, one and a half, even money. Those are a couple that I'm digging today. Digging today. Ooh, digging can, today. Digging. Dig dig we actually dig just watched, me and my kid just watched the first Spider-Man, and I had to explain macho man to him he didn't understand Ooh, yeah. like he had not uh, opened a professional wrestling yeah. yeah he was like he's like but that's bone son i'm like no no he's really macho man and he's like oh, and then they did the elbow and he's like did that hurt and i'm like he's like is that real and i'm like oh buddy you just asked the biggest mind question of our yes era. it's real was that it's real choreographed. it hurts yeah. still it still hurts trust me i did combat for 20 years as a stunt person it hurts but there's ways to take it it's the difference between yeah. you know feeling it and pain trust me you feel a lot of it and these guys are you know the steel chair came out and bones bones hit spider-man he hit him with that and my kid was like oh my gosh was that real and i'm like buddy we'll have a conversation let me tell you dude that those spider-man movies are so cheesy by today's standards it's unbelievable and what pissed me off is the new spider-man the new uh dr strange directed by sam raimi who they never should have let back in the marvel universe nope nearly ruined that movie completely. i mean he didn't even watch wandavision he was just like yeah just making a story i gotta tell you i'm okay. really out on sam Ra- i'm not a sam raimi guy at all like at all there's one or two good ones yeah. um a yeah, simple back plan when, is a great movie yeah, evil back in Dead's the 90s fun. 80s yeah okay sure evil dead army like, of darkness is fun but they're fun yeah. cheeseball corny i don't want there, that there was fun Marvel. when they didn't have when there was no skill there's no like you know computer animate when they couldn't do anything like that and he's like yeah, hey, look i'm doing fun. this with puppets and stuff like no <laughs> i'm doing this with puppets look at what he's puppets. doing he's like i'm doing this little fun story and do everyone else is like hey puppets. we can do all this amazing stuff Ugh, with television God. now and green screens i'm uh, sam raimi's not even that he's just complete like the third one especially by the time we get to that third toby mcguire spider-man oh, well, but they have the scene it. where toby mcguire is like hey uh, look at how i walk i'm a lady that's the worst seen oh in any God. super it kills superhero but it also, superheroes back by but all the, the slow motion screaming no that goes on in some of those movies it's just cornball we're going backwards too he want my kid watched the tom holland he loved andrew garfield ones and then now we're we're dealing with toby mcguire well we did we did the tom holland then into the we went backwards into toby mcguire and then the garfield ones which i had never seen and I thought they were actually pretty you good. You know what? I mean, I hot like take it. here. Andrew Garfield might be the best Spider-Man. Tom Holland, I know it's blasphemous. Andrew Garfield, re-watching those, incre- he's he's incredible. That I think if you're a fan of the I think if, if you're a fan of the comics, you're probably correct. I think he's the most comic book 
like Peter yeah. Parker and, and the cartoons. But he, I he's like the Tom mo- Holland. He's the most presentation of Spider-Man of that Marvel's ever given us in the cartoons. He's always. Kind Are you going like to get more heat for this or for the Anyo Cruz? That's the oh, that's a great question. <laughs> Where's the poll? Mayor, put up a poll. All right, here's your DK starting pitchers tonight. You got expensive Corbin Burns against the Pirates. I don't care. Go for it. I'd rather have Corbin Burns than Garrett Cole tonight if I had to choose. Uh, Joe Ryan, eight point eight. That's my secondary arm of the night. Christian Javier at nine point two. If you want to mess around with. Cobb and Lance Lynn. You could try that. Lance Lynn is dirt cheap at seven, six, but I'd rather stick with Joe Ryan at eight, eight point pay for a little bit more standalone cash game. Corbin Burns tonight the tournaments, Christian Javier at 9.1 or Tony Gonsolin at 9.4 on FanDuel stick with the Mets and Yankees tonight. I like those lineups to get some, uh, you know, some good offense going tonight. DK lineup builders, Mark Kana, buddy Kennedy, Mr. Kennedy Howdy. and Alex Kirilov. And then FanDuel, you got Eduardo Escobar, Carson Kelly, and Yuli Gurriel. And here's what y'all been waiting for. Well, actually, you know what? Let's get our home run call. I'm taking Pete Alonzo for the weekend. That's where I'm going. Where are you going for your home run call? And then we'll get to the Joe Pizza Pia. I mean, I was going to take Christian Walker, and then I saw Mayer had him. I'm, I'm in shock. I was in shock that he did that. So I'm going to mm-hmm. take his guy, Rafael Devers, uh, in per, uh, for the rest of the weekend. In purple tuity. In purple tuity. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. The Joe Pizapia hair show has begun. There it is. There's the Bryce Harper one. No, it's Uh, Devil's Advocate. That's where you are trying to. Yeah, you're Al Pacino selling Keanu Reeves on a. I want to make a deal, Keanu. I want to make a deal with you. It's all the Jacob Degrom one, by the way, is very good. I wish the hat was just a little lower. It looks like I've got some. I look like a caveman almost. Like I've got some weird (laughs) cranium issue. You you actually look like. You just look like <laughs> you look like you smell Easy. like a you know LA van. You walk out and you're like, hey man, hey, <laughs> hey man. man. You yeah. look like you smell like hemp. Is what I you got. Oh, I totally do. Uh, here's the something about Mary one. Which I'm is gonna nice tell you, one. Joe. Let's come over here. Um, this one is my <laughs> personal favorite. I think this is the winner, but I don't get to make the call. So this is All my right. personal favorite. Here we go. Here's another one here. Oh, look at this one. My goodness, Lourdes, this uh, is Junior. Um. Personally, this one's not bad. I mean, the kid and play, all about that one. Uh, yeah. Somebody give me the long hair here in this one. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that one. That you one's haven't seen really this good. one? This one's pretty no. good. I mean, again, you got to start the hairline a little lower, people. Just a little. No, I, mean, I think that one's perfect, actually. Oh, no, I mean, it's, it's weird when it's that. And then this one, to me, like, I'm so happy there. I'm tall. I'm thin. I've got glorious red hair. Yeah. No, you know, here's the thing. I I love all these. I want to extend this over the weekend. So if anybody else has got one, I want to extend this over the weekend. If you've got a Joe Pizzapia hair Photoshop, you're bored on a Friday or a Saturday over the holiday weekend. We have no show on Monday because of the holiday. We'll be back again Tuesday. So if you got any more of these, again, go to YouTube, see what you're up against. I want to give somebody a free fantasy pros hat. Let's get on it. I want to give Tuesday. away free stuff. Tuesday, I'm going to announce the winner. So those, I got to say the DeGrom one's very good. The Guriel is kind of where I'm leading right now, but the Dustin Some, May is not bad too. Something about Pisa Pia, I think, is pretty yeah, special. Still, was still. that hair gel? Is that hair gel? Uh, it's uh, my, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's straight for my high annual. That's something what, that's, about uh, Joey. Something yeah, about Joey. Pretty much. There you go. All, all right. right. Uh, Chris is going to be mad at us for screwing up all of his, uh, is wonderful overlay work with all of these, but it's worth it because we got a good joke out of it. Sorry. Uh, hope you had fun. It's great to see you all again. Like I said, we're off Monday. We'll be back on Tuesday for more glorious baseball talk. In the meantime, that'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on for the Welsh. I'm Joey P. We'll see you next time, kids. Have a great weekend. Adios, Oh, thank goodness. That's y'all.
hot.